Hey, I'm Pastor Rhonda. And I'm Pastor Seth. You're listening to Growing Hope. Living Faith. Well, welcome back to the podcast. We are so glad that you guys uh, are listening in as we continue on with this conversation of spiritual formation. Right. It's uh, so important, and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the conversation we've had uh, so far, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed today's conversation. So I know you've been busy. I've been busy as well, but uh, it just <laughs> yes. seems like nonstop. Just sitting still. I was just thinking, my eyes feel heavy. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's been working third shift, and I think I may have mentioned that last time, but man, when he does that, I work third shift too. Too, too so bad a podcast time. would not be very good if we were just slept through the podcast, right? Exactly. <laughs> I don't you know if people would listen. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a big weekend. Yeah, we did. So, uh, you know, our uh, my wife's a school teacher, and mm. with the kids going back to school, we kind of wanted to have just one last hoorah, just kind of <laughs> getting ready to go back because um, my kids start next week, and oh uh, it's unreal. You Where know? did summer uh, go? Oh, I, wow. Unreal. I was having to fill the date out for something today, and I was just like, oh, my God. Goodness, it's the we're, we're shooting this on the 25th of July, and it's wow. like, man, July is almost over. Yeah, it just seems like yesterday was the fourth, and we were um, kayaking uh-huh. six hours. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, I still have a knot on my leg from that. So, <laughs> <laughs> however many weeks ago that was, I ran into a tree. So, mm. yeah. You ran into a tree. You didn't tell us that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I ran into this big branch. <laughs> Eric was like, watch out for the tree. And then Austin, he, man, he smacked the tree. <laughs> He's caught up in it. And so, I came right behind Austin. Mm. Austin's our son. And... Um, um, so I, I got stuck in the tree, but I was ducking, trying mm. to miss this big branch that was aiming for my head, yeah. and I didn't see the one that just plowed into my leg. But yeah, yeah that was July 4th, and it's the 25th today. It's so crazy. So except my kids go back to school next week, and um, actually next Thursday. Well, th- like, so this one comes up this Thursday, and then next Thursday they go back. Wow. And so I'm sure you'll probably hear me talk about that again on the next podcast, but that'd be yeah. all right. So um, yeah, no, we had a great weekend. We um, went and did some uh, indoor playground, and we did some pot, painted some pottery, and did some stuff like that. And uh-huh. um, got a, a, a pool, a hotel with a pool, so did some swimming and some of that kind of fun yeah. stuff. So, so it was good. Just kind of a, a last little hoorah before everybody jumps back into the craziness of you know wow. of life and uh, starts getting up early. And my daughter was struggling this morning, <laughs> so we had to take uh, our daughter to the vet this morning pretty early, and it was like. 7 40 and we were waking her up and she's like i just don't want to get up this early and i was like girl in a couple <laughs> couple weeks you're gonna be getting up at like six o'clock in the morning oh, girl so because yeah. uh, i feel like their school starts super early like 7 30 they start their, oh, their tardy bell starts 7 30 in the awful. morning it's so so early yeah, um and so, uh, but well, yeah. you know, the school bus comes around here at six oh, yeah. in the morning, yeah. and I feel so sorry for our neighbor kids. Yeah. I just, oh, I hate it for them because it's still it's dark out there. But I mean, six o'clock in the morning is yep. early. That's a long day. Yep. So be in prayer for our teachers yeah. and our school kids, and um, yeah, as parents are trying to do all the shopping for the supply list and all that. It's just an exciting time. But it is. It's it's a lot. It is, and um, but. I'm kind of looking forward to a little bit uh, back of kind of getting back to the routine, you know, right. sometimes routine can, can cause ruts in lives, but there's also once again, something about routines that are, that can be good. And I think that just really pours over into, say, <laughs> into the conversation, <laughs> into the conversations that we've been having. Um, it's, we've been talking about this routine, these patterns, these right. ways that we um, go about um, ordering our life. Right. And um, today is, is another one of those, one of, one of those aspects. That's what spiritual formation is all about. And 
and prayer, um, we're going to be talking about fasting too, but um, prayer, man, it's, it should be a huge part of, of right. why we order a life. But I feel like there's so many people that are afraid of prayer. They are. And um, in my class, and I'm, I'm doing at Trebekah right now, we're doing a, a spiritual formation class. And in one of my textbooks, it talked about how most people admit that they don't know how to pray. Mm. And, um, and I just know from experience, when I have planned prayer services, those are the services that are least attended, mm. you know. And I think part of it is most people don't know how to pray, and they use prayer as a last resort, you know, uh, reaching out to God, you know, to save me, you know, from mm. sinking, you know, pull me out of the deep water kind of thing. And it's not just a normal, everyday part of life of just communing with God and just keeping company with him and my goodness we miss out so much when we have a prayer life that's just based on um a crisis moment and those kind of things and and as we said we were talking earlier but if we were to get an invitation Mm -hmm. from regardless if you love or hate the president but if you were to get an invitation to that says hey the president is going to come to your house and you have his or her ear you know for the next hour and you can just commune you can talk you can ask your questions you can vent your frustrations that person is of importance, and I would say you probably drop everything, you know, whether it's a, a movie star or a president or, a, you know, a sports hero. But if it's somebody that's well-known, I would say most people would drop everything and do that. But here we are with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God of the universe, creator, sustainer, the most faithful person, somebody that never tells a lie, someone that loves us unconditionally without strings attached and they're standing here you know with open arms just saying i want to talk to you i want to talk to you i've been singing over you all night come away with me let's just talk and we just say nah i've got other things to do (laughs) you know it's like i've got my housework to do or i want to scroll through facebook or you know i'm we come up with a list of so many excuses but again there's no one any more important than God, and yet He stands knocking gently on the heart, on our door yep. of our hearts, and says, "Come sit with me for a while." Yeah, we we approach prayer the way the world approaches it. Like you said, we, it's we it's only in times of crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think about um, think about like nine eleven, right? Right. What happens after nine eleven? Everybody cries out to God. Right. Everybody does. And that happens for a little bit. And then as soon as whatever new normal looks like, then, then, then the world's done. And we do the same thing. We do the exact same thing. Um, the way that we treat prayer and often pray is a very secular way, uh, of, of doing it. And it's just another one of those kind of pictures, I think of, uh, of us allowing culture and the American way to kind of infiltrate into um, into our faith, into our walk, and um, and so um, so yeah, I think it's it's very very important that we have this conversation. It's very important that we journey and we do have that realization, uh, man, of, of what prayer really is all about. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people think that prayer is so that we can treat God like. A rabbit's foot. God's right. not a rabbit's foot. Right. You know or what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or Santa or Claus. Grandpa. Or you know, I've always heard like that vending magic, or you know, that cosmic vending machine that we just kind of put a quarter mm-hmm. in, and we expect something to come from God. 
And that's not really, I don't think, what prayer is about. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't pray for our needs um, and the things that we feel like we need or where we need God to move. Um, but, you know, I think as we approach prayer, um, you know, my grandmother always um, had this thing that she would say at the end of her prayer. I think it comes, once again, directly from from Jesus. But at the end of the prayer, you know, we pray for the things we want or we need or however we're praying. We pray that God will move, God will work. Um, but we always say, you know what, God, not not my will, but what you want in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that's how we always end our prayers. We should always end our prayers, you know, is is it just putting back in that place, in that mentality of God is God. We're not God. And so, God, ultimately, these are the things and desires of our heart. But, God, help change our desires and our wills once again to your wills right. and desires, what you will and desire for our heart, too. Right. You used a word a few minutes ago. You said something about faith. Mm. And when you said that, I was just thinking, I think a lot of people— we struggle with praying to someone that's invisible. You know, we it's like, you know, right. you don't see him. You know, you see evidences of him all around us. But, you know, it's like right now I'm looking at you face to face and we're yes. talking. And with God, we have to exercise eyes of faith. Mm-hmm. And we have to just believe what scripture says. And it goes back to what we did, what we talked about last week, you know, and scripture says he hears us. The word says he sees us and the word, um, or are we going to believe what the word says when we come, when we cry out, does he listen? And yes, he does. So we have to exercise a little faith. And even if our faith, I have found, um, when times I'm thinking, Oh, he's not listening to me. You know, if I just, Ask him, mm. you know, show me, you know, speak to me, and I will be flooded with his presence. Yeah. You know, if I just exercise a small amount of faith, he will meet that and increase it. Yeah, because he's he's a good father. Yeah, he is. You know, like, and once again, if you have a bad father experience, I'm really, really sorry. I would think you can relate God to, to whatever you feel like. I guess makes him into a, this truly loving and giving being, but man, like his desire is to bless us. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how scripture relates God to us is we are his children. Like, and I think of my kids and like, I want what's best for them. And I want them to come to yes. me when they're struggling and when they're hurting and when they have pain, I want them to come with, to me with their needs and even their wants, you know? And sometimes that doesn't mean that I always give them what they want or sometimes, you know, it's, it's a struggle to sometimes meet their needs, you know, right. I'm saying that God struggles to meet our needs, but like I, I there's a desire for that communication. There's a desire for them to come to me, to interact with me, to talk to me, to let me know all of these things. And I think that scripture very much sets up that that's who God is and God's right. desire to be with us. And so I think it's very important for us to have that realization um, as we approach prayer. And that's the, that's the person that we're approaching. Uh, right. And that's the person that we are speaking to. Like you said, it's, it's the King of Kings. It's, it's the Lord of Lords. And, um, and so, yeah, he's, he's the God that, you know, that I believe journeys with us. And so that's why I think prayer makes a difference. It right? does make a difference. I think that's why prayer, sure and sometimes I think our view of God limits our prayer. Mm, um, that, oh, say that again. <laughs> our view of God. <laughs> that's the, good. I think it limits our prayers because, um, you know, if if we have God in this place of what well, God's kind of up here and he's controlling everything, he's pulling all these strings, then sometimes maybe we do think that our prayer doesn't make a difference. Um, right. But if we really believe that God journeys with us and moves with us and that our prayers really can maybe even change the mind of God, then there's then then prayer becomes this this totally different thing. And we see that right. even in scripture. Um, the fact that God changes his mind several times oh, yeah. uh, in scriptures because people were willing to cry out to him and were willing to um 
to intercede for others or, inter, you know, intercede for themselves. And so, yeah, I think um, um, God definitely does hear our prayers. Um, like I said, sometimes I think our prayers are limited because of how we view God. Yeah, when you were talking about his view of God, I had to write an assignment last week. The assignment was was just to go through the book of Psalms and just make observations on um, the prayers there. And we had to write about that, you know, and that was one of the first thing I said was David. And he didn't write all the Psalms, but he wrote a lot of them. But he knew who he prayed to. Mm-hmm. And he had this high esteem of God. And I'll just read a little bit of what I wrote. But um, David knew who he prayed to. He referred to him as the king whose glory covers the earth, the one that is worthy of all nations bowing down to and worshiping. David was aware of his splendor and his majesty. He knew there was no other God that compare. There there was no doubt in David's mind that the God of Israel was the one and only true God. Mm. He was the creator, sustainer of the universe, righteous and holy. Not only was David aware of who God was, but he was keenly aware of what he was capable of doing. Mm. David understood that God has all power, knows everything, and owns everything. So he had a good grip on who God was, and he knew him intimately. That's good. So, yeah, that, I think, if we are struggling with who we're praying to, maybe go to the Psalms mm. and just spend some time there. Um, that's a great way to, to start. I agree. Yeah, I think, and I've told that to a lot of people as I've been having conversations with them, if they have been struggling in a prayer is pray the scriptures, you know, like yes. maybe that's a great place to start. Place to start yeah. is, is just pray the scriptures um, as you are meditating just, and it really kind of even goes back to some of that Bible reading, kind of that leto divinia, you know, yeah. like that, just pray the scriptures, read scripture and allow yourself to meditate and to pray and, you know, pray to God and, and, you know, and this is the other aspect of prayer that I think we really, really struggle with um, is as we pray to God, sometimes we're not sure of what we hear, you know? Mm, yeah, um, that's true. And so, like you said, because it's not like we're sitting face to face. Um, sometimes it might seem like God is just so distant and we don't hear from mm-hmm. him. And so, you know, a part of prayer, it is this conversational thing. Um, it is right. this communication with God, just as we are sitting here communicating prayer is this communication with God. And sometimes our prayers are just one sided where we don't shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like we just talk and we talk and we talk and we talk and we say, all right, God, that's all I have for you. Amen. And then we go do our way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not that that's necessarily bad thing, you know, but if we don't create room to somehow allow God to be able to speak back to us and that's where the discipline part really begins to come in. And that's where the practice really begins to come in is that truly quite quietening, I guess it's yeah, Mm -hmm. quietening of the mind and, allowing God to speak with in that and really trying to discern and hear the voice of God somehow in your life. And like I said, I think that's where people struggle. It's, is anytime we try to get quiet, especially in the world or culture and time that we live in, man, our brains are just, just going, going, going. And we struggle with that just as much as anybody else, you know, like, but that's where the discipline and the practice really comes into play and why it's so important for us to truly treat this as a discipline and as a practice is so that we really, really can learn to discern and hear the voice of God in our life. Right. For me, it's easier to journal. And I have um, several journals that are just empty pages. And I I do that thing where I just empty the contents of my heart and then I sit quietly and I write in faith what I feel Mm. like. He's saying back to me and anything that he says back to me, 
that lines up in scripture, I, I, I take it to heart. Mm. That's what he said to me. Um, but he's not ever going to say something that contradicts what he's already written in his word. Mm. You know, he yeah. just might reword it so in a way that you get it. But um, journaling helps me um, focus and it keeps me like on track because I have ADD. I've never been diagnosed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah. sure that I do. But it keeps me focused because I can look like when my mind drifts, I can go, oh, right there is where I am. And, um, I also like journaling prompt books, and there's several Christian ones that you can check into. But there's one that I have that it just asks simple questions. How do you feel about today? How do you feel about yesterday? And, and it's okay to tap into our feelings. And that that's kind of an open-ended question. Tell God about how you feel about what happened yesterday or all of yesterday. And um, it just gives us a chance to open up and be honest with him about that and to write again in faith. But it is this prayer is this two-way communication. Yeah. It is talking. It is listening. And when when he speaks, it, we also have to have the not my will but yours right, because right. he is going to tap on those areas that need adjustment mm-hmm. and need correction and need um, some work, right. you know, and he's going to do it in a – you know, a convicting way, not in condemnation. Right. He's not going to say, you're so stupid. You failed again yesterday. You know, he's going to say, I've got a better way of doing this. I've got a better way of living life. Trust me. You know, his right. voice is going to be one where he's trying to pull us up, mm-hmm. you, you know, not knock us down. So that's another way to know that it's his voice. Yeah. And sometimes we've got to be okay with the answer of no, yeah. <laughs> you or know, and, yeah, yeah, or not now. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think we struggle with that. Um, and, and like I said, it's, it's just the culture we live in, like right. instant gratification. If you want something, go get it, um, is the culture that we live in. Yeah. And God doesn't operate within that culture, within that mentality. I think God's mentality is, is totally different. And, right. um, and so, and it's, it just goes back to once again, are we going to fall in line with our human nature or are we going to allow these practices and things that we do to truly transform us right. and form us? I mean, that's been a word all along formation, right? right? And how do we, how are we going to let it form us into the nature of God? And, um, and the, the second way of living life and doing life is, is so much better than, oh, yeah. than anything this world could offer us. But it's so easy to allow that human nature to begin to creep into right that oh well we believe this somehow creeps over to the godly nature and so how do we obviously keep those separate it's these disciplines it's these yeah. practices and it takes practice right. it takes discipline to do it it does and the the good thing is there's no one way to pray you know there's a lot of ways right. that we can suggest and i'm learning a lot about mm. some simple ways um breath prayers i yeah. don't know if you've ever practiced that mm. but um sometimes i feel guilty like if i have something really weighing heavily on my heart and i feel like i need to labor in prayer for three hours over the same thing but life kicks in you know you have deadlines to meet people to see and things to do and you can't just stay on your knees in your you know your prayer closet all day so breath prayers helped me move past the guilt of not spending that kind of time um So what a breath prayer is, is when you breathe in, you Mm. inhale, you call on the name of God of who you need him to be in this situation. So say you have a lost loved one. Mm. We're just going to say Uncle Bob. Mm. But you would just breathe in. You would inhale um, shepherd, like Mm. I'm calling on him to be the shepherd, and you exhale shepherd go get Uncle Bob. Mm. You know, your lost sheep, Uncle Bob. You know, and it's like a, 
you breathe in, the, you call on the name of God that you need, or let's say you've got a financial crisis, you would just breathe in like provider with your inhaling and you exhale, you know, I need help with my house payment or whatever it is. You know, you just call on the name of God. Um, if you need healing in your bo- your body, I've had the elbow. So mm-hmm. you just breathe in, you know, great physician, touch my elbow, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it really kind of, it keeps you in that state of mind all day. Right. And um, something else I'm learning about is welcoming prayer. Mm-hmm. And this is new for me. I've, I'd heard about breath prayers and I didn't really see the value till that, um, that situation. But... Um, welcoming prayer is almost the same thing. It's, um, of course, you know, we always go through these situations that we have no control over. Right. <laughs> you know, that is like part of life. And um, it's frustrating because sometimes it just happens and, you know, you can't just go, excuse me, I got to get in my prayer closet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can breathe in a breath and um, we can just exhale to him, like relinquishing control, like I, I welcome you in, like this place where I'm feeling very insecure right now. I can't fix this, so I welcome you into this brokenness, um, and I release my need to feel secure, or I release my need to feel loved, or whatever it is. But you just welcome him into those impossible situations as they come, and they yeah. come, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But um, that's called welcoming prayer, and that's something I want to to really incorporate because for people that are reactive mm-hmm. or emotional you know if we struggle especially with triggers right. you know if you've been hurt or injured or wounded in some way and, and you're emotionally um fragile mm-hmm. and maybe your heart's a little tender those are great prayers because when you run across the trigger and believe me they'll come you know that person that broke your heart you'll run into them at walmart you know? right. but when that happens you know you feel that insecurity or that pain you can just ask him i welcome you into this pain right now and i give it to you and that way it doesn't like we don't hold on to it and we it doesn't turn to, to anger and to resentment and bitterness and some of those other things that grow out of not being able to release it quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and like I said, it's all about patterns. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, I think... Uh, I think this connects really to um, First Thessalonians uh, five, where Paul is um, talking to the Thessalonians, and he's really just trying to encourage them in their faith and encourage them in their walk. And then at the end of First Thessalonians, he's kind of given his salutations or whatever, and trying to encourage them some more. And he says, "Rejoice always, and pray without ceasing." Oh. And um, you know, I used to think, man, there's there's no way, you right. know, like to pray without ceasing. Man, what does what does that look like? What does that mean? But as we create these patterns, I think we will go through life where we are always, and I think the idea and the thought behind this is that we're always in communion with right. God. Like, as we are always in communion with God, we're always praying, we're always listening, we're always, we, we're training ourselves. And I think that's what prayer is, is that we are always in connection mm-hmm. with God. And as we are always in connection with God, then we will live life different as we right. realize that. And I think that that 
that is a huge priority of prayer in these rhythms that that we we are just always in this state and always mm. in this mind frame that we are connected we're communicating with right. god and as we see things as we go about our daily lives as we see things and if we're in communication with god then we will interact different with people we right. will i mean if we're always in communication with god then it's it's always it's, it's hard to get mad at somebody and yell at them, right? Because because that's what we deserve from God, you know? Like, right. we don't deserve the things that we have from God, but if we're always in communication with Him, and we're always praying that God gives us the eyes to be able to see and experience, and we're always having this communication with Him, and there's this mentality that as we introduce these patterns and these things, disciplines into our life, man, then and we're always praying, then we're going to interact right. with the world differently. And I think that that's, that's where these disciplines, hopefully, they kind of begin to push us to. And that's with all of these prayers. There's so many different types of prayers. Yes, I mean, yes. so many different types of prayers. But man, as you are walking along, you can be doing these things. I mean, we right. breathe 100%. I mean, hopefully not. I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. Ever, I don't know. But all day, every day, we're breathing. Right. We can be breathing in these prayers. We can be breathing out the, you know, breathing in and out these prayers. And as as we are doing that and as we are going along our everyday life, then that human nature begins to, I think, fall further and further and further away from mm-hmm. us, and we become more and more and more like Christ. And that's why these spiritual formations and these disciplines and these practices are so important. That's, that's why, like, it's awesome to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's one thing to practice it, though. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. In that way, I mean, we don't, if we try to incorporate new practices, we don't get bored with the same right. ones. Not that talking to God could ever get boring, but when you realize, hey, that I'm falling into a rut, I'm falling asleep when I pray this one way of journaling. Right. I'm going to try something else. Um, I thought this was pretty cool, too. It's called fixed hour praying, yeah. and you can set your alarm. You know how Daniel would pray to God, was it three times a day? or yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. So, <laughs> But, you know, Daniel had these, t- these fixed times during the day that he would pray, and we can do the same thing. You know, mm. we can set an alarm, and I have a friend of mine, um, Karen Peck, She's a singer, and um, she said that it was their rule that mm-hmm. whatever they were doing at noon, I think it was at noon, but they would stop, and they would pray the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And they did this, everyone on her bus, everyone in her group, and she said it was life-changing just to make it a habit and a practice of every day at 12 yep. o'clock, I'm going to pray, that will be done, you know, and you know, forgive our, tris- you know, the ones that trespass against us, and it just keeping you in that mindset of every single day. And um, so, yeah, that was something I I thought I'd like to incorporate. And another thing that I do and I don't do on a regular basis, but I love it, is reading the prayers of others, Mm, liturgical prayers, you know, prayers that's already been written by seasoned saints. And Mm -hmm. I find a lot of value in that. The Book of Common Prayer, the Valley of Vision. Yeah, there's so many different ways. Yeah, Serenity Prayer earlier is such a great prayer. prayer. Uh, Man, and I... (laughs) I think prayer will do this if, if we will practice and truly do this discipline. Because here, here's the thing. I think God is talking to us. Yeah. And I think he uses so many different things in so many different ways to talk to us. I think he uses his nature. I think he uses other people. I think he, I mean, like, I think God yes. is always trying to talk to us, but it's just always having those ears tuned in to really be able to hear potentially what God might be trying to say right. to us. And I've always said this, you know, um, and if, if, if you're in this place, then I'm sorry, but I've always said this, like I've, I've heard so many people say, and especially sometimes it might happen to be towards the older generation. Well, 
well, I'll just pray. That's my ministry now is I just pray. But prayer should always move us to action, I believe. Yeah. I, I believe this. I mean, I just totally believe this, that if we are in communication with God, and especially if we're doing a lot of intercessory and we're praying for people mm-hmm. and we're doing all that, um, like there's this famous story. I don't know if it's not famous, but, you know, like I've heard this before. Like so many times we pray and we're looking up and we're praying, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying. We're praying. And we're asking God to do all these things. And we say, all right, God, what are you going to do about this? And I, like, the thing is, is God looks at us and he says, well, I put you there. You know, like right. the question is, what are you going to do about this? Right? right. Like I've empowered you. I've given I've you my spirit. Yeah. I've put it on your heart. So what are you going to do about these things? And I think that that's the other reality of prayer and why we pray without ceasing, because as we are going about each and every day, I believe that as we are intercessing with God and as we are communicating with God, that God will reveal who we need to minister to. How do we need to minister? How do we need to love? Sometimes it's, Hey, we just need to put a hand on their shoulder. Let them know, Hey, you're not alone. Hey, we just need to be ear to that person. Like that person is going through a lot. They just, they just need someone to come up and say, Hey, how's it going? And just listen, you know what I'm saying? Intercessory prayer has to be where we're in communion with God. So we know exactly how to pray. hundred percent. Because we can pray from a position of being seated in the heavenlies where we hear Jesus interceding for us. And that's a whole episode Mm. for another time. (laughs) But but we do have, as his children, Mm. we have access to his heart and, um, he can lead us how to pray for others in our intercession. Yeah. Specific. Sure. And it leads us, like I said, to that place of action that, you know, we're going to be talking about some more things down the line, like truly being like the incarnate of Christ. Like, what does it mean once again for us to say that we're going to put on that nature of Christ? Well, I think it's lived out in a couple of different things that come out probably in spiritual disciplines and spiritual practice and spiritual formation. And, um, but man, it it starts kind of with, uh, it starts with, reading the Bible and starts with praying and it, it should put, these things should push us to this action. And, um, it, prayer is not a static thing. I don't believe right, it's not right. a static thing. It should be, um, should be it, exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it should be something that gets us excited about, you know, and you know, it's, it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but it's, it's not an easy thing right. and, um, it's not an easy thing. And like it's I said, practice. we're afraid of it. And it's the same way with like fasting, you know, yeah, it's the exact same way. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think we understand fasting and right. the realities of fasting and why it's important and all those things. And, um, and fasting is one of those things that, you know, we do it around the season of Lent. We talked right. about it for the season of Lent, uh, of kind of giving up that thing to try to connect ourselves with maybe the suffering of, of Christ. But, um, but, yeah, fasting is one of those things that I don't know if we fully really, right. but it's all through Scripture. Right, and it goes hand in hand with prayer because when we deny ourselves whatever it is, whether it's food or a whole meal or whatever it is, um, we're replacing that time, you know, with spending with with the Lord, right. and you know, we're making that replacement, that transaction there. But um, it's so powerful because, in essence, what we're saying is, I want you more than I want food. I want you more than social media. I, I just want to be with you. And fasting, I think, is like one of those things that we're scared to to do unless we're doing it during Lent. But man, just be sensitive to that. If God leads you, mm-hmm. uh, it would be an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. The prayer has to come into it, right? right. I'm like saying fasting is on its own, I guess, of, of giving up something may not be a bad thing. But, you know, when you do replace that with these formational practices then then like you said i think that's where you really begin to see um a lot of the you know a lot of the change a lot of god speaking in a powerful way you know one of the 
most th- one of the things that I've really experienced God definitely when it comes to like fasting was um, there was a time in college where I gave up literally TV for a year. I just, wow. I mean, I sold my TV. I got rid of it. I just didn't have it in my room. Um, and, and man, in those moments in that year, it was just like, wow, because yeah. I didn't, I, I couldn't, I didn't have that to do. And so mm-hmm. um, I started getting rid of kind of some of the distractions and things in my life. And that was a big distraction in my life. Um, then, man, it was, it was amazing how, well, if I don't have anything to do, well, let me just, let me read some scripture. Let me, right. let me spend some time just in quiet and solitude. Right. And, um, and there was something about, you know, God really met me and showed up in those moments. And, um, you know, it's, it's some of the closest I've, it's one of the close, the times that I've really felt the closest to God in my life, uh, was when I was willing to, to really do away with some of those distractions and, and really try to connect on a very, very deep level. Now that's not food, you know, but it is fasting something. It right. is giving up something and replacing it with something, um, so it doesn't have to always necessarily be food, um, right. but it's, you know, it's, it can be those distractions or things right. in our life, but it's about replacing those with, with those disciplines and right. formational stuff. One thing you said, I think that we probably can sum it all up. You said, God really met me there. Mm. And man, if we could ever wrap our minds around it, God wants to meet with you. God wants to talk to you. Mm. He wants to encourage you. He wants to comfort you. And he wants to take you by the hand and lead you into a life that's just a better way. And um, man, forgive us, Lord, when we go, eh, no, that's all right. I've got to go paint my fingernails or I'm going to go to Instagram or TikTok for a while. God, forgive us Mm. because, man, he wants to meet with us. And it's to make us a better person. It's to make us feel loved. It's to show us who else is hurting. You know, that we could talk about the benefits, you know, for another 30 minutes. But that's what it's about. He wants to meet with us so that he can give us his love, so that he can fill us up with his love, so that we can pour it out on the others. And my goodness, and I keep thinking about the old hymn, you know, what a friend we have in Jesus. But, oh, what pain we often, or what is it we... Now I'm trying to say it, but you know the song, but it's like we we forfeit Mm -hmm. all these things, these benefits, just because we won't go to him in prayer. We think we have better things to do and more more important things to to say or other more important people to talk to. Mm -hmm. And uh, my goodness, we forfeit so much when we do that. Yeah, and we've said it before. Um, If you don't put in the energy and the work, then you're not going to get anything out of it. You know, there's no way to get anything out of it. Like if you're not trying to meet God, if you're not trying to hear from God, if you're not trying to, well, then it becomes a lot harder to hear from God. And, um, and so it does, it takes work, it takes time, it takes patience, it takes sacrifice, it takes commitment, it takes discipline, it takes all of those things that we struggle with. Um, but I'm, I'm just, I'm here to tell you, if you put in the energy and the effort, God's not going to disappoint you. Right. Oh, what peace we often yeah. forfeit. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, what it. needless pain we bear. Yes, See, when I'm yes. trying to do it, I can't think of it. But that's right. yeah, and so, uh, he's right there. That's it. So, uh, man, we hope you've enjoyed this. I mean, we probably could have gone on and on and on about just different types of prayer. And we would just encourage you, man, to keep keep trying to seek out some of those different ways to pray right. and um, find those ways that truly help you connect to God on a different level and man our hope and prayers as you are diving into this 
and prayer it does become that thing that you do without ceasing um that that's right that you are just so in tune and so in connection and in every day and every moment you are realizing that it is this connection and this conversation that man you live your life different because of that and so that's gonna be a prayer for you and um our prayer for ourselves you know that's that's where we want to be and and uh hey some, some days we struggle, all right? And so sometimes the struggle is real, and that's okay. I want you to know that you're not alone, but the, uh, that uh, you're loved. God loves you. We love you. And, uh, and just keep on putting one foot in front of the other. We're glad that you listened. Uh, if you have any thoughts or comments, concerns, questions, anything you need, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We have uh, email, uh, faith at gmail.com. We have Facebook, Growing Hope Living Faith Podcast on facebook so reach out to us send us a message we'd love to hear from you that's 100 percent right so well thank you all for listening once again we just love you guys so much and um we'll talk to you guys next time grace and peace god bless and bye-bye